0: Happy post uh, WWE NXT Vengeance Day, everybody. It's me, House of Wrestling's uh, Nick Hausman, joined here by my good friend Connor Casey. Connor, thanks for staying up late, talking some NXT Vengeance Day with us.
1: What's going on, Nick? Uh, Well, uh,
0: like I just said, Vengeance Day just wrapped up. I have whatever is going on over my shoulder here uh, on Peacock. We're going to let it roll, just gives the room more ambiance. Uh, Thank you for everybody who's tuning in live here right now. The chat room is open. Our gold member in the House of Wrestling Clubhouse, Matthew England in the house here saying, what up, Nick? What up, Matthew? If you want to be like Matthew, you want to jump in the comment section. You would chat along with us here. We got Nigel here saying, what up, guys? What up, Nigel? We'll bring some of your comments onto the show throughout the night. If you aren't watching us in video form, you're watching us in podcast form, uh, you know, please rate, review, comment, all that great stuff. Hey, Connor, why waste any time? We finally got it. The big turn has happened. Carmelo Hayes as the logo's being shown at the end of the show, right in that corner, you think, hey, show's over. We're going to have to wait till Tuesday to find out what's going on here with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. No, no, no. They tricked us. They tricked us Trick Williams style. Carmelo Hayes taking out the knee, getting a chair, rocking this man after he lost to Ilya Dragunov in this bloody battle. How did you feel about how the turn finally came across?
1: So I'll be frank with you, Nick. Currently, I do not cover professional wrestling in a professional capacity. That might change here in a couple of weeks, but ever since I started at CBS Sports, that has not been my official title. Sure. When that happened, I stopped pretending that I had to care about NXT. However, the one thing that had kept me even remotely engaged was this Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes angle. Because to be honest, I could see where it was going. But they they had me guessing just enough to keep me intrigued throughout. Even going into tonight, th- there was a question of: Do you take the belt off Ilya and send him up to Raw because Gunther needs an opponent for WrestleMania? Carmelo's been on SmackDown the last few weeks. Do you just is he going up? We don't know, right? If he's going up, what do you do with this Trick Williams story? Do you have Trick win the title and Carmelo attack him? Do you ha- or do you have exactly what happened tonight? And I and of all those answers, there wasn't a bad one, which is such a rare situation in wrestling where there's an obviously bad answer. We can talk about that later. But in this case, there wasn't a bad answer. And the one they went with absolutely worked. And yet the the old trademark little logo there at the corner, it's Triple H's favorite trick. And even when Sean took over, they never got rid of it.
0: Yeah, we will. By the way, uh, he was alluding to the Cody Rhodes Roman rock decision that was made on Friday night. We're going to close the show talking about that. So if you want to hear us opine what's going on there, stick around. Yeah, I agree, man. No, no notes here. I thought this was very well done. This is how you do a heel turn. Right. And uh, I had heard early on when they started the attack angle. You know, they just wanted to see where it would go, see how it would gain, gain traction. This thing has been going on for months, right? You had Lexus King at one point, kind of this red herring in there. I mean, we I guess we don't really still know who was entirely behind the attack. All signs would point to, to Carmelo Hayes coming out on Tuesday night and revealing he's been behind this whole thing the whole time to really kind of send it home and tie everything up. Um, but they let this thing play out for a while. Tease, tease, tease. I loved that they waited till they were finally in front of uh, a non- uh, performance center crowd i thought that having this happen in front of an audience tonight a really hot audience um this is for what it's worth when people talk about how aew should be playing smaller venues that look bigger for tv that's what nxt did tonight that was i mean i don't know how many people would be there but i wouldn't be surprised if it was more 2000 so i don't i don't know
1: no, it, it did funny thing is this is in clarksville which is right up the road for me and when they announced it, i went of all this of all the places in tennessee you know, Memphis with its history, Nashville being the A city now, Knoxville because you want the college town, Nuga because it's Nuga. Why the hell Clarksville? And they made it work. Hey, I you know, I'm guessing that there's people
0: that do very specific demo research. We just happened to hit hard, really, right here for NXT. And hey, Clarksville, you've won out. Uh, Matthew England here saying this is the new WWE style, a slow burn to the payoff. I much prefer it to the Vince McMahon hot shotting era. Matthew. We said we're going to save the Cody stuff for the end of the show, buddy. <laughs> come on. You're just stepping on my toes here right now. Um, it was a busy night for these two outside of the main event turn. The show started off with Carmelo and trick uh, losing to Braun breaker and Baron Corbin and the men's dusty roads, classic tournament finals. Uh, a great start to this show, man. And again, this is where you started to really feel that they were no longer in the performance center. This crowd wanted to cheer for everybody in the match lots of barks for braun breaker a lot of whoop that trick chant set a great tone um as you know i had heard that Braun breaker they weren't quite ready to bring him up to the main roster yet despite the reaction he got at the rumble and and what he said in his promo afterwards but you look at how he was here tonight and you can see why there's still so much left for braun to do here especially after this win with baron you know
1: yeah there absolutely is and It's funny to see how Baron has kind of reinvented himself in this new role. And I like how in their tag team matches, they're just like, hey, let's just go do cool moves on our opponents for five minutes straight. And that's our heat. It's great. Yeah, it was. It was really, really fun. And Carmelo
0: Hayes works so well with Baron Corbin. You know, Baron Corbin, I keep comparing him to the big boss man. I think that's pretty apt where you go back and you watch boss man matches and you're like, man, he was more than just like a fun security guard. That guy could do cartwheels. He could move. He really sold. It going to be a fun man. And look, when Corbin's sitting in the press box or the, or the, the box of Taylor Swift on Super Bowl Sunday, I think he's going to raise his profile once again too. You know,
1: so. A little bit. Just a little bit. All
0: right. Um. So that's all the... Uh, 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 do we, do we want to finish on the Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes stuff before we move on to other stuff and just kind of talk about Ilya and Trick in the main event here? Because... This was, I uh, argue, I mean, I, Trick's best match ever, singles match at least. I mean, Ilya showed why he's the champion of NXT in this battle. I, I mean, halfway through it, I kind of realized there's no way Ilya Dragunov is losing this. Ch- he's so, he needs it so much more than Trick, right? Trick has the, their Carmelo Hayes stuff going on. Yeah. He just, I, 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 as, as great as I thought, Trick, look here. Once again, Ilya Dragunov showing off uh, why he is the standard bearer
1: for this brand, I thought. With, with Ilya, it's funny because it still feels like the, the title reign just started. And maybe that's me having a loose connection to the brand. But I remember when he won it and then this match got announced and it felt like, how many defenses has he really had? And I only checked, it's like three. Yeah, um, it, It's funny with him how in the same show where all of the Chase you and the Tony D'Angelo family stuff can be happening, you have a guy who... Might as well have been plucked straight out of the black and gold era. Mm -hmm. Right alongside guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Finn Balor. He would have fit in so perfectly right there. You plucked him into here and you just said, you run the main event. Sean's going to do his goofy stuff over here, but NXT still needs to be NXT. We're done with 2.0. And I love how he's the face of that. And on that note, my only real criticism of Vengeance Day... Because I thought it was
0: a very strong show in the ring. I love two and a half hour pay-per-views or premium live events, whatever you want to say. There was way too many vignettes. There were, were, I mean, 10 little kind of like just throw, the made for TV vignettes that I had no idea why they were part of this show. I don't know if you noticed that as well.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know if like cuz some of those were like the the wrestler profile stuff which you'll get with the regular pay-per-views and I thought that was oh, do I not have the tier high to, high enough to not have to see these? Right. But then they just kept doing more of them so I get I guess not. Yeah. Um anyway.
0: Um so uh by the way, um we also have Cleveland Rocks here jumping in saying, "Was that teaser for someone already in NXT?" Now, let's talk about this was the other outside of what happened in the main event um uh, with the turn my timeline was largely flooded by this three faces of vignette that ran kind of, I think right before the main event. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to pair. I mean, I guess I'll paraphrase where like one phase is the one you show the world. The other face is the one you show your family. And the last one is like, I guess you're showing your true evil self. I had a lot of people light up my timeline with thoughts about who this could be. Many of them thinking it's Okada because I guess there's some kind of Japanese, like saying the, the same is are.
1: rooted in in J- Japan, so that's so you know that's, this. That's where the immediate there's a graphic for. It. That's where the immediate connection went. Okay, and they and it says man, so that might rule out Julia if that's happening. I don't know. Sure,
0: sure, Julia. Yeah, I saw some people speculating Julia, but Okada to NXT would be I, I, man
1: interesting. It, here's the yeah. thing: even if you want to get into the which company is he more likely to sign with if he is going to WWE, I feel like they're going to go the Cody Rhodes route where the presentation isn't changed right off the bat. He comes in with the big extravagant robes and he does the pose and money falls. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you hear when he shows up is the coin dropping. Like that part of the presentation is going to stay before they start going, okay, now let's have this make sense for WWE fans who don't know you from wrestle kingdom matches. Mm. You don't, Completely repackage him with whatever the hell this is. This would make more sense if Evil was coming into NXT, and I don't know yeah. what his con- is. He is he a free agent? Evil, I don't know what Evil's deal is right now. Um, but with a uh, with Okada,
0: I, he will be a free agent. And yeah, it's not it's not the direct coin drop thing, right? Because that's
1: the kind of the giveaway, right? Yeah. That's what you do,
0: like the week. That, that was what I was
1: waiting for at the Rumble. Like, yeah, if he was going to show up there, I was waiting for the ping and then be like, oh, here we go. But never happened.
0: I see daniel saying here, I don't think Okada needs NXT. I oh, see yeah. Michael Pritchard saying Okada and NXT would be a downgrade. But after seeing Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams tonight, and Ilya retaining, and ask yourself, who's going to step up to Ilya next? Ilya Dragunov versus Okada WrestleMania weekend does not suck.
1: No. I mean, at the very least, right? No, I, I mean, Ilya versus most people doesn't suck. That, right. That's, that's the counter to that argument is, I mean... I want him and Obafemi today, please. I don't know, man. We
0: talk. Okay, let's talk about Obafemi. Okay, Dragon Lee should be given a medal. I thought Dragon Lee took a guy who was was fine. He's he's good at the big clubbering, Mm. the but took a guy who has only had five television matches ever. I thought this. I thought this match would go seven minutes tops uh I let me check that how long did it go it went longer than that it went it went 11 minutes these two men went bell to bell i was uh i was i thought it was a very good match but man dragon lee worked his ass off in this match using this man like a pummel horse making sure he was placed very delicately himself and Oba at many points during this bout yeah. I thought it was very very good. Oba will be is all the charisma all the th- stuff in the world. But man, Dragon Lee I thought just worked his tail off here.
1: He did. I didn't understand why this match needed to go 10 15 minutes. This, this felt like a 5 minutes uh, uh, elongated squash. I <sighs> I was baffled. Man. I I, but, I I part of me wanted to see if they thought he could work. That's what I thought. You don't you don't need to find that out right now. He's no. he, everyone's looking at him like, "Oh, this guy's going to be a problem." So just let that perception continue.
0: Yeah, I would have done the same thing. I was hoping for a five minute or less. Something just real powerful to just have him dominate this guy. But you're caught in a situation, too, where Dragon Lee, you got a lot of it. You got a lot invested in Dragon Lee, right? You already called him up to the main roster. You got Rey Mysterio saying he's the new me. So you kind of want to protect Dragon Lee as well. So I guess that's maybe where the compromise came in. But I'm with you, man. There was there was no reason I thought for this to go nearly as long as it did.
1: No. No, and Dragon Lee, the only thing he needs to do is go to SmackDown, slap Santos Escobar, and we're off to the races. Mm. No one's going to hold this match against him. The women
0: also got people buzzing here tonight. We had Lyra Valkyria defending her WWE NXT Women's Championship against Roxanne Perez. Um, And then midway through the match, we find out that Lola Vice is cashing in her NXT breakout or women's breakout tournament win Contract money in the bank style, uh, very much like what happened with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, where he becomes part of the main event. Mm-hmm. She gets in, they wrestle for another eight minutes or so, and then Lyra Valkyria pins Lola Vice. Afterwards, we get Lola and Roxanne in the back getting pulled apart as Roxanne is blaming Lola Vice for this loss. Uh, a lot, I, I didn't hate it, I don't hate it. A lot of storytelling here, I'll say that. But dare I say overbooked? Am I fair you know, to say that? That's why, you know, overbooked. I said a lot of storytelling. That's what yeah. I said. I said it like nicely. And the reason I said it nicely like that is because I don't it didn't feel overbooked to me because on the other side, I'm happy that we have Lyra Valkyria strong heading mm-hmm. into Stand and Deliver weekend. And I'm happy that we have Roxanne and Lola in this other women's feud that doesn't involve the title heading into Stand and Deliver
1: Weekend. So that for that I'm happy. So my thing is Lyra, while she's great in the ring, the the bird person gimmick still reeks of 2.0 like that that bit in the in her segment before the match where it's like she poses and then flies off the screen. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Man, I'm such an idiot. I maybe it's because I smoke too much weed, but I love that shit. I like all was- of that. I you know, like, I, I'm literally thinking of Bird Person from Rick and Morty. That's the only like when she comes up with the feathers. That's all I can think of. And so, so, so my thing with the match though was, it, it, I, I was watching. I'm like, I love Roxanne Perez. Why does this feel like it's not getting out of first gear? And then Lola Vice shows up with a Money in the Bank style cash in, which I'm like, okay, I didn't know. You could do it like that, I guess. Well, so this my, is,
0: is actually Iron
1: Survivor. Does Iron Survivor? That's different. Like Iron Survivor sets I up guess. a match. Okay. Like they they All played right. it beat for beat, like it was a money in the bank, just right. a contract instead of a briefcase. Which fine, but then I'm like, why not just start it as a triple threat? If if that if we were if it wasn't going to be a surprise, I'm in the match. Spin kick, I win. Why not just walk into it as a triple threat? Because that's when the match actually picked up. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, just want to do something different. Keep people on their toes, right? You didn't like again, it, again, did you? Again, overbooked. And then Tatum Paxley playing such a role in it. And then for Roxanne to be fighting with Vice backstage, I'm like, shouldn't she be fighting with Tatum? That's the one who cost her? I, I was confused. Well, I think she's
0: upset with Lola Vice because Lola entered the match and threw off the, the, the vibe. It's a It's a vibe fight.
1: I, I i'm i'm baffled is honest right. but let me ask you this who's the obvious opponent for lyra then at stand and deliver um it's a good question and and that's
0: the thing is who's the obvious opponent for Ilya, right that's that's kind of what i like i like that the champions walked away strong and you're going to want to tune in on tuesday night to see what's going to be next for these champions and and their opponents in both situations are the ones who spun out with new storylines to work mm-hmm. on, right? Champion Strong, they're the people that lost, spun out into things that are going to be compelling TV. I typically root for those situations. But yes, I understand the overbooking of of the women's match. There's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on there. Um, yep. We had, uh, here, before we get to my personal favorite match of the show, uh, real quickly touch on D'Angelo Family uh this was uh yeah this was the shortest match i thought so of the sh- of very probably about a minute the shortest match to the uh show d'angelo family defeating
1: otm um clubberin did you enjoy it what would you think it-, it was fine honestly the match made me go you know what i get why tommy devito was such a big deal for the giants fans there for like a month because everyone <laughs> loves doing this and that's sure. all the family is and that's fine yeah,
0: again, and it came at the right time. The crowd was hot. It, it wasn't long enough to wear him down. I thought there was a lot of good high spots. The 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 kind of, again, the match started with the family sneaking up behind him, right? Always like, oh, Shawn Michaels, oh, you're looking over here. I'm going, oh, go over here, right? There's always mm-hmm. some kind of shuffling, shuffling right. going on here. I thought it was fine. Yeah, thought it was fine. I have, I think OTM's a great act, very intimidating group of people. The family is getting reheated up right now. I had no issues. with The it. family
1: needs more people. That that's that's my thing. Like I get they use the extras whenever they want to have segments with them, but and I I know you know the whole thing with two dimes happened, but if if you're called the family, you need more guys. Yeah, that's true. An old grandma making meatballs all the time. A, a big cousin that a big uncle that always wears a a, a wife beater, just like Dom. Like that's fine. Okay. Maybe OTM gets recruited in after a while. Maybe they become brothers. Which, by the way, the bike thing, like I thought we left that with Hunico a decade ago.
0: I like that. See, I'm very intimidated by the lowrider bicycle. I find the lowrider bicycle more intimidating than the motorcycles that Braun and and Baron came out in. It just looks so
1: goofy because when you see a real motorcycle with ape hangers, which is those big old handlebars, like, that looks cool. But when you're like, eh, I'm riding on a bike, it looks like you're riding a tricycle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think it's look i'm i wouldn't mess with those guys that guy rolls up to me on a low rider bicycle like that i'm getting out of the way i mean i think Barry corbin like Barry Corbin bra baker comes to me on those motor- motorcycles i've been to motorcycle conventions and stuff or whatever outside of the Allstate state arena bikers like i don't know i feel like i could just stand there and they kind of move around me not as intimidated by bikers dudes in the low rider bicycles wouldn't see, mess with them
1: see i'll be fine because baron corbin and i will bond over our fellow love of the chiefs and fine stakes <laughs> we'll be-
0: that's the thing it's like baron i kind i'd be like yeah i kind of hang out with that guy cool guys motorcycle fine right Ooh, fun mm-hmm. fun low rider, but you're riding a low rider bicycle you're just basically telling people don't cross me don't mess with me i will hurt you very much it's a far more intimidating vehicle that's all i'm saying I guess. All right, last match that we want to talk about here. Before we get to the talk about uh, what's going on with Cody, and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about FXE here to, uh, as well to wrap up the show. Um, I really like DiJack Joe Gacy. You know, I don't really love DiJack the character just because I think it's missing like a soul. Like I think the presentation is fine. I think I think he's the right guy for that presentation, but I'm waiting for like the essence of Dijak like why do I care about this guy what does he want right like who is he I I don't know I'm a little lost on the character of Dijak Joe Gacy on the other hand get that guy love Joe Gacy one of my favorite performers in NXT I thought that the match that him and Dijak had here could have main evented any show in the states and people probably would have been happy I just thought it was very well done
1: sure yeah Gacy with me it's You know, I I saw all the Bray Wyatt comparisons there for a while, and they were valid. And I like that he's kind of pivoted away from it, but he's still doing that. I'm crazy. Stick. And with Dijak, someone tweeted this out before I hopped on. I don't think it's possible for him to have a bad pay-per-view match. No, no. He's yet to have one. And he's had many. Which is awesome for him. But even when he showed up, I was like, okay, when are we putting a title on you? And we're... are, are, correct me if I'm wrong. We're still waiting. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, never he got, got a North he, American run. Like this they, they tried to bring
0: him up. Remember, because like he was poised for that, and then they tried to like bring him up, and it like was weird. Remember, he was part
1: of Retribution. Well, right. There, there was the T bar thing. He came back, and then he had like the Sylvester Stallone look with the glasses and the uh, b- jacket. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're you're giving the North American title, right? And then they didn't. And I, he's still like, he's still just kinda... around
0: but see but kind of like Corbin the he's a guy that's just trying to find like I said like the essence like who is this guy who is Dijack what makes Dijack interesting if you're saying he needs a title to be interesting i think you're missing the point of a guy going back to NXT right like Oba Femi needs a title right like that's a guy you're trying to get over Ly- lyra valkyria needs a title she's somebody you're trying to get over yeah dijack as you said, can have a match and, and it's always good. The guy knows how to get over in the ring and tell a story for him. It's like, it's just like, what is it? I, I, I think him is Gacy. I, I was hoping he was going to lose to Gacy yeah. and become like Gacy's henchman because there was a, there was a vibe there where they were doing that vignette where they're sitting across the table where I was like, maybe Gacy can break this guy. Maybe this is your text mm-hmm. for your Manson family. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I will
1: say Gacy doing the hardcore stuff is what made him famous outside of WWE. Right. So the fact that they're finally getting around to it now, I'm like, yeah, this is what you should have started with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with the
1: toy cars and stuff. I was like, this is a
0: GCW main event.
1: Okay. Yeah. Day. yeah. Right. The, the, the duct tape around the eyes. I was like, shoot, someone's going to steal that in like a week. <sighs> he's having fun though. Right? Like that's the thing is he's got that
0: fun GCW energy and they're letting him bring it to that. And, um, yeah, God bless. I thought it was a really fun match. I thought they both looked really good. Uh, and we'll see where they go from here. I hope they continue on. I got the vibe we're going to get more from them. Didn't yeah.
1: you? Right? Yeah. Yeah, because, again, if if you're not going to elevate DiJack to that level of he's going to go toe-to-toe with Femi or he's going to be the next guy to step up to Ilya, which I wouldn't complain if that were what they the direction they go, then, yeah, another round of this is fine. I have to take my meds after this. That's what that bell was. Um, anyway, moving forward. We told everybody we were
0: talk a little bit at the end of the show here about what's going on with Cody and Rock and Roman Reigns. Now, Indeed. those that have been living under a rock and only watched Vengeance Day but have no idea what happened on SmackDown, feel free to turn off the show.
1: Right and just haven't been on Twitter or YouTube in the past 48 hours. Yes.
0: So on Friday night... Cody comes out to confront Roman Reigns at the end of SmackDown. And instead of being like, time to finish the story, let's get this on. He says instead he wants to take everything from him instead. Out comes The Rock. Cody, Rock, hug. And then Rock steps up to Roman Reigns. And then they do a little face-off. And then it's like, all oh, but implied the match is going down. Is the match official official?
1: Not yet, I'm assuming, and I don't know if you're going, but the press event in Vegas this Thursday, I feel like that's where they'll make it official.
0: I am going to the press event in Vegas on Thursday. Spoiler alert for everybody. Let me see matches here. Okay. Yeah, it's not official yet for this show that this match is going down. So until it's announced, I don't know, man, because <laughs> mm-hmm. the the reaction to this it's not good, right? Yeah. TMZ, TMZ wrote a story about how the reaction to this has not been good. Other outlets have picked up how this has not
1: been good. It, it broke you- the it broke the record for most disliked video in WWE's YouTube history. Wow, and it's substantial by how big of a gap there is. And I've seen very a very large polls of like a hundred thousand people voting on Twitter, like. Are you, are, which match would you prefer? And it's overwhelmingly like 81%. They want Cody versus Roman over Cody versus Rock. And the fallout from that has just been building over these past few days. And my thing with it all is that I've already seen the bad actors come out and try to be like, oh, you Marks, you're never satisfied with anything. Isn't this the match you've always wanted? And to those people, I say, no one is actually mad that Rock versus Roman is happening by itself. In a vacuum, completely devoid of context, Rock versus Roman is the match that has been rumored for years. It's the match fans have been talking about. It's the biggest match they can possibly book in 2024. By itself, that's fine. The problem is that it had to come at the expense of your top babyface in the company right now and derail a story that people have been following for the past two years and weirdest stray of them all, bury both championships in the process. Now the undisputed title is now referred to as the Hollywood politicking championship, and the world heavyweight title is the losers bracket championship. And they're not wrong on either counts. What's
0: it? What's what's sad and somewhat I don't know weird to me is I thought the play would have been to have Rock win the rumble regardless, right? Like you it's have.
1: Which
0: Solved everything. All of this. What, what, like, And again, how do you know that the, the punk injury, you couldn't have known, right? Like you couldn't have known punk was going to get injured in that match and then you'd have to pick up. But the fact you knew that you had rock Roman in the palm of your hand and all you just had to do was follow the recipe. That's it. Follow the recipe. Rock, rock wins rumble, challenges reigns, Rhodes has a reason to not be in the main event picture that's logical and people can get really upset about it. That's fine. And, and you could still have Rhodes wind up, you know, with, with somebody else or whatever in in the wings. But I, I was, I always thought rock Roman coming out of the rumble was the plan. And um, I
1: don't know. I don't know why they did this. It it very clearly wasn't the plan. If you end the rumble with Cody pointing at Roman saying it's you, And if this is and if and people are also making the argument, maybe this is the long ploy to get people so riled up for Cody to get. We want Cody trending with over like 250,000 tweets in the past 24 hours. If it's all the build of that, okay, why did you have to bury Seth and his title in the process? No matter which explanation you try to give, making Seth look like just kind of a loser second stringer and Cody look like an idiot. None of that adds up to any of these equations. I'm sorry. Like, And if it's The Rock really thought he needed to save WrestleMania 40 by doing this, it came at the expense of other people that... It, they just caught strays. Well, and the other thing I'm hearing
0: is, well, they needed to, to get people talking about something that isn't the Vince McMahon story, which is They're still going to talk about because there's a federal we, investigation. We're still going but to... But I understand the logic, right? Like, it, 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 from a PR standpoint, we have to find something to just at least get into the news cycle and the narrative, which is, once again, why I thought... Rock should have won the Royal rumble because you would have had all your headlines, ESPN, whoever talking about Dwayne, the rock Johnson, winning the rumble, going into this. Um, It's just, I mean, look, they said to themselves, we can wait. We don't need to do this. And you gave yourself that opening where, where there's a chance plans would have to change. And guess what? Your old snake eyes, you know, like you missed the moment. Um, I have still gone through with rock. I mean, look, bringing, you could have got to where they're going it, it, on a last minute creative whim differently than that. Like Cody, just giving it up is stupid. It should have been rock Cody at the chamber for the spot. Right. Or you do rock or you do Cody saying, fine me, you night one winner takes on Roman night two. That's fine. Right. I, I, it, I, I see here. It was, uh, Cleveland rocks, but how does Cody get back? He said, not at mania. That's, that's the real wrinkle here. That was, I wouldn't have said that because I think you're going to find yourself
1: in a position where they may maybe thinking about making this a triple threat. I sure as shit would. That's for sure. You know, I mean, either you can go one night and then go night one and then night two. You can go triple threat. You can have Cody and Roman at summer slam in a few months, which this feels, it feels too no, no, knock to Summerslam. It feels too small for what they've been taught The story they've been telling here, and then people are like, "Oh, but Roman needs to beat Hogan's record." It's like so he can be third place behind Bruno and Bob Backlund. Who cares? Man, I, part it, it, of it, me it, just part of me just says find a way to have Randy Orton hit Rollins into an RKO. He's the guy. He's it, the only right. And God bless it. If they're just gonna go with Cody, Seth, Cody's up on Seth. Three nothing. Beat him with a torn titty, and now Seth is walking into that match. Well known torn meniscus. So yeah. what's the and, and when if if they have that match, Cody wins. Okay, here's your consolation prize. We're all just like, yay. There, there's no pop for that. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's the it's the title your dad held. No, it's not. You you said yourself that's not the old world heavyweight championship it's not the nwa world heavyweight championship go ask nick aldis and allen and pierce about that title because they both held that too but no one brings that up you know what i bet rollins does I bet he breaks into
0: cody's house to really kind of set the tone you know for how crazy he is to really up the ante and that, that's what's going to make the fans want to see this
1: match pharaoh needs to pull in you know go nancy kerrigan and just bite rock on the achilles and then we get the match we want god bless
0: yeah well i brought up i brought up orton though because like of the healthy people on the roster that can like bring marquee value i mean i think they've got something with him and that singer going on
1: maybe Uh, already. yeah because he he showed up in the rap video but like cody randy that's a story you can tell for a while well even even randy rollins right like you know and i know randy's
0: over on smackdown and doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense but I would be really tempted to put Cody into this, make it a triple threat at this point. I think that satiates everybody. It puts him in the Brian Danielson position of being wedged into the WrestleMania main event, mm-hmm. which is a story that I, you know, then you start to find yourself in a narrative people can get behind. Because they've seen that story play out and they got what they wanted in the end. But you then know, it's, why
1: is Rock here in the first place? Because he's an asshole, obviously. Because you, you can't escape the <laughs> fact that Cody just said, Okay, you can have it.
0: It makes so much more sense to do, uh, you two hash it out night one, I'll take on the winner night two,
1: right? Or or Rock be like, Roman, I don't care about your title because I've won that thing 10 times. I want the position of tribal chief you've claimed to have for the past four years. That's right. their story. Right. And then sure. after that, have Roman Cody.
0: Yeah. Um, we have, uh, Cleveland rocks here, by the way, great commentary here. He's putting out Okada, Gunther drew all as possible. Which
1: they tease Gunther Rollins just, and never brought that back up. Yeah. Even well. though it, depending on who you ask, it was supposed to be Gunther Brock and Seth Punk. So what the hell was that promo? Well, I think everything's
0: probably back on the table right now. Yeah. I think that Guther's probably back in the in the conversation at the moment. My gut says this thing turns into a triple threat. I don't know how you go through with it as it is. You know, I just – people are not happy. I mean, I, I guess that Dwayne Johnson, he can, you know, tickle everyone's funny bones and hopefully get back in the driver's seat and get people excited and back on the hook about this thing. But I would be very, very tempted if I was able to put Cody in this thing and make it a triple threat somehow at this point.
1: Yeah. No, there's yeah. – whatever the the plan can't just be roman rock that you'll you'll will you'll get the pushback Mm -hmm. and you don't want it what you don't want is for something this big to turn into brock goldberg from wrestlemania 20 yeah well i
0: i mean they're gonna have to make some changes here right now and uh and we'll see what happens all right well here we go i got my press release pulled up now all right well we're gonna close out the show here you have a big show on the horizon also in tennessee Hendersonville, Tennessee, FXE Wrestling's Crush Live, February 18th. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Connor. What is going on here with this FXE
1: show? Well, I'll show off the shirt here real quick. Uh, guys, FXE is a uh, wrestling promotion uh, built off of the FXE Wrestling Academy, which was launched in 2022 by one of Shawn Michaels' students, AJ Gallant. Uh, we've had trainers come in like Jerry Lynn, Tom Latimer, guys from the NWA like Jeremiah Plunkett and Jake Dumas. Um, we, we've built up a new core of wrestling talent in the Tennessee area. And our first show was back in November. It was at the, Blue, the Bluegrass Yacht and Country Club in Hendersonville. You know, Jer- Jeff Jarrett Country uh, sold over f- sold almost 400 tickets sold out to capacity. Uh, we are very close to doing that again for this next show here on February 18th. Uh, and what's great about this is that it's high class presentation. We've got top of the line sound system, top of the line video quality. We got video walls. We got this isn't a tarp and some poles. Th- this thing looks as real as it's going to get. And we've got a lot of money behind this. We've got great talent behind it. Uh, some of the big matches coming up this time around will be a uh, St. James versus Artemis V. Watley in the main event. We've got uh, Brandon Davis, who you might know for, uh, as being the face of comicbook.com and a breaker of uh, uh, pop culture news. He's making his in-ring debut against Leroy Jones. Oh. Uh, and uh, I, myself, will be present at the show as I am representing both members of the syndicate. Uh, only one of those matches have been announced, but it is Brock O'Grady, the industry plant, taking on the hometown hero, Colby Carter. And I get to show everybody why my guy is ready to be the face of of my fxc and why colby isn't you sound like an right? asshole you sound like a jerk well, you know, i mean you know it's, it's all jerk is such a such a harsh word it's all a matter of perspective and speaking of perspective if you're not in hendersonville i got good news you can actually watch this thing live streamed uh we're going through vimeo we will not be going through the usual channels because if everybody's doing one thing you got to look for new revenues so we're sure. going in a different direction with Vimeo Uh, details on that will be available in the coming days. I will be posting the link to the tickets. So if you're checking this video out right now, go over to my Twitter, Connor Casey, CBS, uh, and you'll get all the information on the next show. And also check out FXC wrestling on Twitter and Instagram.
0: You know, there's nothing more, you know, if you're going to pay your hard earned money to do anything, go spend it on talking shit about Connor Casey. That's like, you know, you go out there, boo him,
1: you know, you know, I'm I'm such a nice guy within the wrestling media industry, but the moment they gave me a microphone, <laughs> I I became some trouble. I feel like that's like the story of Nick Houseman as well. I don't know, like, hey,
0: what did I come in and shake your hands? All right, let's get to it. What are we talking about here today? That's my <laughs> that's my gimmick. Exactly. Uh, well, I I had a wonderful time here, uh, Connor. I hope we can do this again. We'll talk wrestling like this at night. I'm still going to use to do these shows again. Uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in live. This was a lot of fun. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch us live, uh, you can find this in uh, audio form over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed. Rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, this Thursday, I am flying into Vegas in the morning, and I am flying out at midnight. I am not booking a hotel. I am going in and out just to do this presser uh, with uh, with The Rock and Roman Reigns who I guess I'm going to interview. That's weird. So yeah,
1: bless you for not trying to get a hotel because it's Super Bowl week. I
0: knew I was I was like, I'm going to fly in that day. And it, the thing's done at like six, six thirty. My flight out at is eleven fifty nine. I'll land at like five thirty in the morning in Chicago. And we're just going to have a fun Friday with Nick. Just delirious as all get out on Friday. <laughs> um and we're going to put up all of our coverage over the clubhouse, uh, patreon.com slash house of wrestling. I'll go there first before we le- release it to the general public. So if you want all of our exclusive news, interviews, content, all that stuff, hit up the clubhouse, become a member. Uh, the Discord is popping now. That's where I go to talk to everybody uh, during the shows and things like that. Uh, Connor, anything you want to plug,
1: put over here. Uh, otherwise, before we wrap up the show here today. Well, you can follow me over on YouTube at Connor ConnorJKC. I'm going to start getting back up with the video essays here soon. And you can find me live every Friday morning in beautiful downtown Nashville at the CMT Studios for Comic Book Nation, where we talk all things. We do it all for geek culture out there. I, I messed up the tagline. I'm sorry. Kofi Outlaw, if you are watching this, I apologize. But the tagline is, we do it all for geek culture. If you want to know about movies, television, anime, gaming, wrestling, God willing. We talk about it all.
0: Wonderful. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you later. Good night.